Fourth Sunday of Easter Prayer Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Reading the Word First reading, Acts chapter 13 Paul and Barnabas went on from Perga and came to Antioch in Pisidia. On the Sabbath day, they went into the synagogue and sat down. When the meeting of the synagogue broke up, many Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. The next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and blaspheming. They contradicted what was spoken by Paul. Then both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken first to you. Since you reject it and judge yourselves to be unworthy of eternal life, we are now turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have set you to be a light for the Gentiles, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and praised the word of the Lord. And as many as had been destined for eternal life became believers. Thus the word of the Lord spread throughout the region. But the Jews incited the devout women of high standing and the leading men of the city and steered up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their region. So they shook the dust off their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Second reading, Revelation chapter 7. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. One of the elders said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamp at the center of the throne 
will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Gospel John chapter 10 My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Hearing the word, listening to the right voice. As we go through the Easter season, the readings reveal that many who heard the message of the resurrection welcomed it and became believers. However, many others did not. Today's liturgy shows examples of those who made the right choices by listening to the right voices. The first reading turns our attention from the Jerusalem community and the activities of Peter to the beginnings of the mission to the Gentiles and the work of Paul and Barnabas. In the course of their first missionary journey, they arrived in a Greek city located in today's Turkey called Pisidian Antioch. This was an important administrative and trading center in the region where a large and influential Jewish community made its home. Following their established method, Paul and Barnabas first proclaimed Jesus to their fellow Jews. Going into the synagogue on the Sabbath, Paul addressed the congregation, proclaiming that Jesus was God's Messiah, who was killed and who was raised from the dead in fulfillment of the scriptures. Now, the forgiveness of sins and salvation can be found through him. Acts chapter 13 Those who heard this message were mostly Jews gathered in the synagogue for the Sabbath service. However, some Greek converts to Judaism and other non-Jews who found Jewish beliefs and practices attractive were also present. X calls these sympathizers God-fearers. Paul's message made such an impact that on the following Sabbath, a large part of the city's gentile population gathered at the synagogue to hear Paul speak again. However, things turned out very differently on that second Sabbath. The synagogue leaders vehemently attacked Paul, opposing his message and blaspheming Jesus. The notion that a crucified man could be the Messiah and Savior of Israel offended them. 
while the popularity of the apostles and the attractiveness of their message for the Gentiles made them jealous. Rejected by their fellow Jews, Paul and Barnabas focused their attention on the Gentiles. They saw this shift as the fulfillment of the prophetic test of Isaiah, where the prophet spoke of the people of Israel as the light of revelation to the Gentiles. Isaiah 49 Paul and Barnabas applied this prophecy to their situation and saw themselves as the Israelites entrusted with bringing the light of revelation to the Gentiles. Their new audience, particularly the God-fearers, proved very receptive and many became believers. The success of the missionaries among the Gentiles did not escape the notice of the synagogue leadership. Using their connections to the city officials and to some influential women, they violently drove the apostles out of their city. Luke attributes the rejection of the apostles to the leader's jealousy. Perhaps they felt that the apostles and their message threatened their position and reputation as the only credible representatives of the Jewish faith. Concerned with the preservation of their status, they failed to listen to the right voice, the voice announcing the message of salvation. John's vision, reported in the second reading, portrays a great multitude representing all nations of the earth gathered around the throne of God. Their white robes symbolize purity, and the palm branches in their hands signify victory. The identity of these worshippers is explained to John by one of the elders in God's heavenly court. These are martyrs who have undergone a great torment on earth because of their allegiance to God and Jesus. Having persevered in their faith, they now stand in God's presence as victors. Furthermore, they wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. This connects them to Jesus' death and implies that they found purity and forgiveness of sins by suffering like he did. These holy martyrs gather around God's throne in the presence of Jesus, the Lamb, to worship and give thanks. The elder describes their heavenly existence in a stark contrast with what they experienced on earth. Once rejected and persecuted outcasts of society, they now stand continuously in God's presence without hunger, thirst, or any kind of suffering and tribulation, assured of eternal life when history finally comes to the end. This vision conveys a message of hope and reassurance to the suffering people of God on earth. Like the rest of the book of Revelation, it was written for the Christians suffering under the strain of persecution by the Roman Empire and their hostile neighbors. 
The vision clearly states that endurance and adherence to Jesus in the present life will lead to union with him, the heavenly world. Still, those facing persecutions must make a choice. They must choose between listening to the voice of the Roman imperial authorities calling them to renounce their faith, or listening to the voice of Christ calling for perseverance in the commitment to himself. Through his vision, John unmistakably states that only listening to the voice of Christ will bring them to eternal life. The short gospel passage refers to Jesus as the Good Shepherd. To describe the relationship between Jesus and his sheep, John uses the idea of mutual recognition. The sheep instinctively recognize the voice of the shepherd and follow him, while the shepherd knows and recognizes the sheep that are his. This reciprocal knowledge binds Jesus and his disciples, leading to a union which has two distinct but connected outcomes, eternal life and security. First, Jesus guarantees that his disciples will live eternally because they are joined to him the one who overcomes death. Second, Jesus guarantees that no one will snatch them out of my hand. This implies that no force in this world will separate believers from Jesus if they cling to him. If Jesus is powerful enough to overcome death, then no other enemy can possibly threaten his ship. The second part of the passage discloses the source of Jesus' power and authority, his union with the Father. The sheep were granted to Jesus by God himself. Therefore, those whom Jesus holds to himself, he ultimately holds for God. Jesus states that he and the Father are one. This means that Jesus and the Father act in union and harmony to protect the believers and lead them to eternal life. The underlying message of this passage is that believers must listen to the voice of their shepherd, Jesus. Behind Jesus' statement, My sheep hear my voice, lies an admonition to hear and follow his voice, calling for faith and love. Such responsive listening leads to a union with him, and through him, with the Father. The theme of the voice of the right voice to follow dominates today's liturgy. Those listening to Paul's message in Pisidian Antioch had the message of salvation, with some choosing to accept it while others rejected it. The vision from the book of Revelation describes the fate of those who listened to the voice of Jesus while confronted by the hostile powers of the Roman Empire. In the Gospel, Jesus calls for acceptance of his voice as that of the good shepherd who leads the flock to the Father. Many heard him, and yet, as the Gospel shows, few chose to listen and respond to his voice. The psalmist knew the importance of listening to the right voice when he exhorts. Know that, the Lord is God, it is He that made us, and we are His.
Listening to the Word of God Today we celebrate Jesus as the Good Shepherd, whose care for us has been manifested in numerous ways in these Easter season celebrations, particularly in how he protects and restores our lives as our Redeemer. The theme for the Sunday invites us to listen attentively to his voice, to benefit even more from his care. In the African traditional context, people often consult oracles to know what the ancestors or gods have to say to them. They believe that by listening to the gods, they are listening to their creator and all will go well for them. When misfortune comes, they believe that it was caused by not listening to the counsel of the gods. To listen to the voice of our good shepherd, we need first to cultivate an attitude of listening. The first reading reminds us of the journey of Paul and Barnabas. It was a journey filled with a lot of disapproval and enmity from their opponents. They prevailed, motivated by the word of God. I have set you to be the light for the Gentiles, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Listening and making these words their own, Paul and Barnabas succeeded in their mission. Second, the liturgy reminds us that listening to the voice of Christ helps us to be more objective in life. In the first reading, we see the Jews opposing and influencing devout women to contradict Paul and Barnabas because they felt that their position threatened. Often, we listen to the voice of our own ego, which speaks out of pride, fear, and intolerance. This brings us into conflict and strife. We need to allow the voice of Christ to transform our thoughts in such a way that we can look at situations of life and other people with an objective mind. The voice of Christ announcing the message of peace, love and tolerance is the right voice to listen to. Our world today is filled with numerous voices which are often drawn out of the voice of Christ. To hear the Lord, we have to open our hearts and choose to listen to Him over the voices of discouragement, self-pity, violence, revenge, greed, hatred, pride, pain, poverty, rejection, suffering, and tribulation. In opening of our hearts, we offer him what we hunger and thirst for, so that he can have his way in our lives. It is important that we ask ourselves on a daily basis about which voice or voices we hear and which voices we choose to follow. Depending on the answer, we also need to reflect 
on how to cultivate a habit of listening to the voice of God, even amid the daily pressures of life. During this Easter season, let us allow ourselves to be guided by the voice of God, because only through listening to Him will we gain eternal life. Jesus remains the Good Shepherd who cares for His sheep and will even give His life to save the sheep. But we need to build a relationship with Him so that we can recognize His voice even in the midst of our life's chaos. Our listening leads to a union with Christ and through Him with the Father. The dog, which is deaf to the hunter's whistle, is doomed to be lost. Action Self-examination Do I make time to listen to God within me? What stops me from hearing the voice of Christ? Am I helping others to discover the voice of God in their lives? Or have I become part of the noise of discouragement and despair in their lives? Response to God During this Easter tide, I will start my day with some silence to reflect on the word of God and listen with the ear of my heart. Before I make any decision or act during the day, I will spend some silent moments in reflection. Response to your world. I will set a day in the week to meditate and contemplate the word of God and listen to what the Lord has to say to me. As a group, we shall organize a day of retreat to help us contemplate the word of God and avail ourselves to listening to God as he speaks in the quiet. Jesus, Good Shepherd. Thank you for caring about us as your flock. Help us to listen to your voice in our lives so that we may do your will. Teach us to have an open heart and may we never allow the many noises of the world overshadow your calling in our lives. We ask this. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, one God forever and ever. Amen.